What's up, everybody? My name is Daniel John Schaefer, and I am here with my co-host, the KG Cast Lush. Yo, yo, uh, welcome yo. back to Kayfabe Comparisons. This is episode number three. We are trucking right along. We're going to do something very different this time because there were two WWE current product pay-per-views this month. Uh, we decided to throw it back to a WCW pay-per-view. So today, you are going to get Super Brawl from 1999 going up against Fastlane in 2019. Uh, we aren't covering the pre-show. Uh, honestly, that New Day versus Nakamura match wasn't really super special anyway. Uh, so we're just going to brush past that. Man, Cass, kick us off here, brother. What did you think about match number one on Super Brawl 99, Disco Inferno versus Booker T? Yo, I'm going to kick it off first with a little disclaimer in case some of you didn't listen to last month. Well, I guess it's a couple weeks ago because there was... a Another pay-per-view this month, so a couple weeks ago episode, WCW was not something that I was a fan of. So this is actually, believe it or not, I'm a longtime wrestling fan, diehard WWE. I can tell you I've been watching religiously since about 1994, 1995, and this was the first ever WCW pay-per-view that I have ever watched. I know it's hard to believe, but it's what? true. That's kind I of mind blowing. Swear to God, we'll I was a very then for sure. I was diehard WWE, so I felt gross when I watched. If I even, I didn't even want to put it on WCW in my household because I didn't want to give them the ratings, bro. Ooh. I wasn't even trying to help them them suck it out. You're I was a fickle like, fan. yeah, I was, I was Mark. Call me Marky Mark, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the show opened up. Well, well, hold on. Before that, I thought while I was watching it, this gives actually a cool perspective, though. This is different than the other shows because yeah. I, I, anytime we compare WWE shows, same with you. Anytime we're comparing these old shows, we know we remember the storyline. We remember it fondly, no matter what, really. I mean, I mean, and you probably do that with you're probably the same way the WCW and WWE. But for me, whenever we're comparing these old or WWF shows. I know all the background story. I've seen it a million times. I've watched documentaries about it. I know everything that's going on. So this is a really different perspective that you're going to be getting because I'm fresh. I don't know the stories behind it. And I'm going to tell you, going in, I I didn't think I was going to like it. But uh, you'll be surprised to, to hear my thoughts here as we go through of Super Bowl 99. Um, I, I, and the beginning of the show had me worried. I thought it was going to be a long <laughs> night. You got you got Tori Wilson sitting on a bed. You know I know who that is because she came to WWE. Obviously, she was looking fine, but really awkward. Real awkward scenario that kind of made sense at the end of the show. What was going on there? Um, and then they had an opening video package that really had me worried. It made didn't make a lot of sense. I didn't realize until afterwards, once commentary t- started, that the main event was Hogan and Flair. They really like they showed pictures. They were kind of showing all this different stuff. It like really wasn't a WWE type opening package. So that had me. I'm I'm worried at this point. I'm sitting there. I'm watching the show. I, I, I'm worried. Then they had a package for a tag title match: Kurt Henning, uh, Barry Windham versus Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit. And I'm like, okay, we're having a tag match. Here we go, starting it off for the new tag team titles. And this kept happening through the night where they would do these packages for the next. It seemed like it was for the next match, I guess, in WWE terms. But in WCW, they just had packages 
for a match that was in later in the night. I mean, it kept setting up for this match that wasn't about to happen. It was weird to me. You probably didn't even notice it, but I don't know. I, I, it was weird to me. But the match was Disco Inferno, Booker T. Let's cut to the chase. Disco coming out wearing an NW. First of all, I don't. Again, I don't know what this is. There's NWO. There's Wolfpack. I don't. I don't know if the red and black mean something. If they're at war with each other, I'm not sure. I think it's cool as crap. I'm really digging it though. I, I do think NWO is cool. As somebody who like on the outside was always kind of jealous. Like, man, NWO <laughs> is kind of the kind of cool. Um, but Disco wearing that shirt coming out to Disco Inferno music and not NWO music or Wolfpack music was a little strange and he was still doing the disco thing. And I know, I know a lot about wrestling. So I do know who I, last show. I kind of was like, I don't know who these people are. I kind of realized I, I kind of know who they all are just from like documentaries and, and really watching. But so him doing his little gimmick disco into the NWO music was really, really weird and not good, but it was really cool seeing Booker T young. It's really my first time ever seeing Booker T young. I mean, I, I've never watched a Booker T match earlier than when he came to WWE as the five-time WCW champion. So that was cool. And the crowd seemed really hot. The crowd was really into it. And then there's why I started turning. At first, I was like, man, this is going to be long. And they had a good match. I mean, I don't, my, this was my first ever Disco Inferno match. And, you know, I've seen a lot of Booker T matches, so I knew he knew what he was doing. It was a classic good match i mean it was a hot crowd it was good versus evil it was heel versus babyface. you knew who to cheer for you knew who to boo the commentary was killing it this was like first time i'm listening to tony shivani tony shivani was doing a good job i mean i felt like listening to mike Tenay's voice and tony shivani's voice i felt a little weird the whole time i felt weird i was like man i'm cheating on my girlfriend right now i still feel that because um, just I'm a classic just that's how it was when I was little and me and my brothers and my friends we lived that we did not watch WCW and just hearing that Tony Schiavone, Tony Schiavone voice Mike Tenay voice obviously I love the brain so that didn't feel weird but um, but but Tony did a good job putting putting those moves over it was uh, it was like a good classic match and I liked the finish um it was good it was good i gave it a b i gave it a b plus in my grading what did you think about that match dog uh yeah so honestly because i mean i I was definitely more i saw wcw like i watched nitros but i never got pay-per-views from wcw so this is my first time watching this as a pay-per-view but i did watch like nitros and stuff like that like i would literally like vhs record them and watch raw and then i'd watch like nitro the next day or or whatever um, but so I was kind of caught up, um, Disco Inferno and the Wolfpack literally made me laugh out loud, like, because it's been so long and I didn't do like any, like, I didn't do any research really beforehand. Cause I wanted to go into it completely dry and like, just observe this as one sole product. I didn't want to be like, watch the, the Nitro before and then be like, oh man, this is so poorly written or what, or I didn't want to like taint the experience. So I just wanted to go in like kind of cold and I, I mean, honestly, like maybe because I did watch a lot of WCW, like I felt like this was a decent opening match, but it seems like a lot of the match felt backwards to me as far as like the roles. You know what I mean? Like I felt like there was a lot of like shine 
Like, there wasn't really a whole lot of heat on the baby face in this match. You know what I mean? Like, the baby okay. face just pretty much beat up the heel, like, the whole match, which is fine. Like, I'm not really trashing it. It was just um, some clunky spots in there. Um, it, it does seem like they have chemistry, though. Like, it did, it did feel like some of it was, like, fluid, and it felt, like, believable. Like, you could, you know, they were the psychology was good, but the actual in-ring work was kind of clunky in spots. Uh, the Harlem hangover at the end, like, he legit killed Inferno Disco. Mm-hmm. Like, he le- just sat on his face. Like, <laughs> I, like, I, like, kind of gasped when that, when that <laughs> happened. Um, I mean, I gave I gave it, a, like, just a one star. Like, I, I didn't honestly, like, I mean, it was passable, but it wasn't, like, a great match to me. Um, I mean, jumping over to, you know, Fastlane 2019, though, uh, we, had, we had Miz and Mac versus the Usos. For the SmackDown tag titles, um, man, there was a lot in here that made me kind of LOL too. Like, I I don't know, like Shane McMahon throwing some arm drags and then doing like the ugliest Russian leg sweep I've ever seen in my life. Like, mm-hmm. I get what he's trying to do, and I like I I appreciate that he's trying to wrestle and not just like be big spot brawler Shane. Um, but I don't know, it just felt like a standard scripted tag match. Uh, with Miz getting, you know, most of the, the taking most of the heat uh, as as the overall babyface, and then you know Shane getting the the hot tag. Now the splash off the rope and like Shane meeting him in the middle with a drop kick was friggin' great. Like it was super 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 cool. Um, I ended up giving this match two and a half stars. Like the match was great, but like the end with like Shane going heel. And like grabbing Mrs. Dad's weird, awkward Easter Bunny looking face, like it was just, I, I enjoyed that thoroughly. Um, I kind of like Miz as a face. I think it could work. I think the like fans are gonna kind of get behind it as long as he gets away from his dad and that cheese. Um, but yeah, I gave this one like two and a half stars. What did you think about Miz and Mac versus the Usos? Man, I I did not like th- I did not like the match. Um. One thing that I liked but was weird was just right away seeing The Miz getting cheered that much. That was, like, so... I mean, he deserves it. It's cool. I like it. I like that he's getting it. It just... It was weird to me. Um, Yeah, man. Shane, you know, him doing this whole wrestling gimmick where he's more than just, uh, you know, an office person that steps in the ring. You know, this started when he did that... What was it? With AJ Styles? He had that WrestleMania match, I think. Um, and he did, you know, he, it was kind of like they were trying to, they kind of did steal the show in a way where, you know, Shane was doing arm arm drags and, and all this stuff. It it was cool, but it's getting old. I mean, it's getting really really old. He looks, he looks like he's about to have a heart attack every time he has these matches and it just, I don't like it. I love Shane, but it's like, I, I came to the conclusion during this match, just seeing him blown up again. And, and it's not really I guess he's not blown up, but he just looks like he's... T- I mean, his face gets, like, so puffy and red, and he's old. I have and- never seen a white guy sweat that much Bruh, in my life. Like, I'm dude, like, he is just dripping constantly. It, like, I'm like, are you okay? He's got a faucet on, man. Yeah. He's got a faucet on. And it's, and it's still that gimmick they're playing from that WrestleMania. I think that was, like... It might have been one WrestleMania ago. Maybe I should have did my research. I, I I just thought of it while you were talking that like that's when it came up. He did that was like the gimmick for that WrestleMania. Like Shane is actually a wrestler, and they just kind of drug it on. I thought um, w- what I wrote was 
it, okay, this is definitely setting up for the Miz to turn heel. <laughs> I wrote that, and as I was writing Miz turn heel, Shane turned heel, and then I got, I, I automatically went from this match sucked and this was stupid to oh this is great I love it so I liked it I liked it I didn't I mean it wasn't really the match it was just Shane turning made me kind of get a little bit more interested and there's actually some story there because as we go through the rest of the night my main uh, my main you know problem with the current show was that it it's the, there's a lot of the stories that they have, there's there's not a lot of meat to them. So this is like one of the only ones that kind of has some cool stuff going. And then sh- and then one of our one thing, one of our, our our one problems with Shane from the last show was his weak punches, his weird punches. I think you said it. They're just yeah, it's terrible. He throws these like wrist punches. Man, it was almost like he hurt us because this dude, whenever he turned heel, he started like throwing these stiff punches. And I liked it. I was like, that's what I'm talking about, Shane. So Yeah, but it's because he's actually hitting him. Like he doesn't yeah, know yeah. how to throw a working punch. Like right. that's what's happening. Stiff. He's literally yeah. just just punching just him. Sitting. Like <laughs> And that's what I wrote. Stiff punches, which means yeah. that they're he's really freaking hitting them. Yeah. And I, I liked it. I mean he you're right. He needs to learn how to do that and not really hit him. But I, I liked the stiff Austin type blows, you know, where you're really yeah. just beating the, the the crap out of somebody. Um what I rated it was, I, man, I gave it. I, I would have given it like a D or, or or a C, but I gave it a B plus just because of the turn at the end. I, I so really we're literally like, really like so, so we're almost like flip flopped on, on the mat on the matches yeah. here. All right, so so uh, well, let's you know, talk comp- about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so all right, so from match one and ninety nine, match one and nineteen, I give this one to nineteen uh, because of the writing. Uh, because they tied so much storyline in right off the like in the first match, uh, which I think was was good foreshadowing for the rest of the show. Um, even though it, mm, even though it, it felt a little stale at times, I liked I liked the format of the of the 2019 show, uh, especially thus far. Just so match one to match one uh, on Mayan, I'm giving the nod to 19. Man, I'm gonna actually. I mean, I think for the first time in our in our show, and I can't believe I'm saying this to the WCW. I'm going WCW on this one. I, I liked the match. It didn't seem. I, I think it was. It was. You know what it was? It was. Ref- Booker T. WCW '99 was just refreshing to see a match that didn't seem like it was a bunch of choreographed spots. Like we are soon to see in the rest of the 2019 show, almost every match after this is just, a, and including this and and so on, are just choreographed spots. It seemed like all WWE is now is they go out and they practice their matches before the show, and then they have the show. Disco Inferno Booker T seemed like there were two trained professionals that talked about a match backstage, went over a couple spots, they went out, they killed it, it looked good. They were they. I mean, I'm going. I'm going WCW. I'm going 99, all the way. I can't. All even. right. So we're we're at odds right now. We're but we're yeah. one and one here. Uh, moving back over to 99. Then I mean, to touch on your point though, talking about how like you know Disco and Booker got together in the back. Like this next match, these dudes are probably part of the reason why there's a <laughs> you know a huge high spot matches all the time now. And the main event people are all sure. high spot people. Match number two in 99 was Chris Jericho versus Saturn. 
Um, man, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, Ralphus was super hilarious to me. Um, the fat bodyguard. I don't know if you watched WCW enough to know who that is, but he was. I didn't just watch it at all. So funny. Um, I, I mean, the match was great. Obviously, uh, Jericho is so good. Even you know, 20 years ago, um, the finish was a little weak. Uh, but overall, I would give this like a B minus or like a C plus. So I gave it like two stars. Um, what did you think about Jericho and Saturn? Yeah, you know, I, I, this match definitely with how I was feeling about the show after that disc, you know, how surprised I was after Disco and Booker. This match could have been a, a little bit better. I was surprised and excited to hear that, you know, that Y2J theme music that, you know, it was. I think that might have just been edited in by the network. I don't know. I don't know if he had that theme music back then, but I heard Chris Jericho's theme music, and I was like, okay, I know who this guy is. This is cool. Um, and I actually wrote, who the heck is Ralphus? I didn't understand anything that was going on with a guy in the dress, and <laughs> I, I didn't understand anything that was going on. <laughs> but but Perry really did look good in a dress. I'm going to be honest. Perry yeah. Saturn. I, I mean, he really – he, he – knew how to wear the dress i will i mean he had a he he must have you know went shopping and and looked around but he he wore the right dress he wore the right dress um yeah you know there was a weird spot where jericho did an eye gouge and 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 the ref did nothing and then mike tenay said something about this ref is calling it right down. It was like right back to back. It was just really, really weird. And I don't know why it took so much from the match, but Jericho does an eye gouge. Literally two seconds later, like he does the eye gouge, ref does nothing. And then two seconds later, Mike Tanay says, this ref is really calling this match right down the middle. And he said it like serious. He wasn't being sarcastic because he was talking about something else that was happening. Right. And I was like, bro, y'all just missed that. And I, and I, that was a little thing I saw with, Throughout the night, WCW's commentary was taken away from some of the matches. Um, there was another time later where they really there was a couple low blows at the. I hope I don't forget about it when we get there. But there was low blows, and the referees, the referee was just acting weird about these low blows, and the the I don't know commentary could have really helped. Um, so that was weird. Yeah, exactly like you said. I gave it a C plus. It wasn't anything special. It wasn't anything special. And then. Um, from there, it was uh, back to 2019, which I think is the Oscar match, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, man. Oscar yeah. versus who was that? Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose. Oh man, I thought Oscar was amazing. Mandy Rose was actually. I wrote Oscar, Mandy, and Sonia because she had Sonia in her in her corner. They were all hot. I'm going to give them all credit for being hot. And I know that sounds sexist, but I'm a sexist man. So um, they all looked really good. Asuka was amazing. You know what? It was kind of, for me, just wasn't the best. I shouldn't say it wasn't the best match. I was just kind of, you know, not really feeling the match, not really into it until I saw that kick to the head by Asuka. Then I gave it an A. I gave it a grade A in the cast grade book just because of the kick to the head. Nothing else. The kick to the wow. head, the stiff kick to the head will give you an A in my book. Other than that, and I probably would have got gave, like a, a C. 
You gave the whole match an A because of the one whole match stiff an kick. A because wow. of a sh- this kick right to the grill, dog. You man, see that kick? Did you I. See uh, that kick? Yeah, man, I just really gave no cares about this storyline at all. <laughs> I mean, I just, I think that Mandy Rose is going to be good at some point. She's, like, super green. Um, she just, her timing was just a half step off pretty much the entire match. And I feel like Asuka's pretty overrated to begin with. Um, it just, it felt like a good TV match, like a, like a good SmackDown match. But it wasn't, like, I... It's, or maybe even a pre-show match, but it just didn't deserve to be on the pay-per-view, in my opinion. And that's honestly a running trend with this, this you know, pay-per-view period to me. But yeah, man, I mean, what did you think about, you know, the 2019 versus the 99 match in this situation? Man, you know, I loved that. I love that swift kick to the head. I loved seeing old Jer- or young Jericho. I'm going to have to go, you know, I know I jokingly said I give it an A just because of the kick to the head. I'm going WCW again. That's two in a row. I'm going to WCW. Don't tell any of my friends. Don't tell any of my family. They're going to be mad at me that I'm going WCW again. I can't believe it. I'm going WCW. What do you think? I am going to go WCW as well. So um, I think we're at... I think I think we're you know we're, we're getting there we're, we're getting yeah. there. So yeah, next up on the WCW side of things, they did a DDP versus Steiner package, and I'm sitting there thinking we're going DDP Steiner. Here we go, but no, it's just a package for later in the night. It's actually going to be Chavo Guerrero versus Kidman. Good match. It was a good match. It was, you know, you, you hear a lot as a as a fan back then that WCW in their cruiserweight division was uh was the best thing ever, and that's what really kept the company really going. And it was. It was a good match. He had Kidman, the champion, I believe he was going into this match. Commentary really, really, you know, built Billy Kidman as this, you know, cruiserweight legend, even though he was so young at the time. They did a good, really good job of, of building them up. I thought it was just a, a good, nothing amazing, nothing terrible. There, I really couldn't say the match sucked, but I really couldn't say the ma- match was amazing. I will say the crowd was not into it. The crowd was not into it. The shooting star press all of a sudden got the crowd into it. It was so cool to see just this dead crowd. And then all of a sudden, Billy Kidman went up to the ropes, top ropes, for the shoot, and then they all knew that's what he was going for, and everybody stood up like, "Oh, oh my God, he's gonna do it!" And he did it, and he didn't do it like he did for the couple years he was in the uh, WWE. He actually did a good one where he didn't almost kill the guy, so that was cool. I gave it, a, I gave it a C, I gave it a C. This this whole pay per view so far is a bunch of C's for me. It's a passing grade. It's like me in high school, just cruising <laughs> through, cruising through, making it by passing grades. I like it. Yeah, man. I mean, it was a cruiserweight title match, and I agree, man. They did a really good job of building up Kidman on commentary. I feel like if he would have better gear, then uh, his career would have been better, honestly. Like, you know, the jorts and the wife beater, it just, I mean, I, granted, it was 1999. I get it, but I mean, it was just, it was rough. Um, the frog splash into the dropkick was sick. Um, but yeah, man, honestly, I feel like thus far into, into this show, I wrote down on my notes, like, this has been better than the past two WWF 99 shows we've covered. Like, 
I agree that the formatting was super wonky as far as like the packages and where they put them, but like mm-hmm. the actual in-ring card was was really good. Um, and then you throw over to you know to 2019 at Fastlane and they did something super gimmicky, uh, you know, backstage. Vince McMahon wanted to see Kofi Kingston about a title opportunity, and he's like, yeah, you know what? We're making a triple threat right now. Go get in the ring. And New Day was super hype. Kofi comes out, uh, and then all of a sudden it becomes a handicap match versus the bar. Uh, they're straight up turning Kofi Kingston into, like, Daniel Bryan 2015. Like, mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania 30, overcoming all these odds. Like, they're doing that with Kofi. And I really hope they pull the trigger. I hope that they goes over at Mania. I think he should beat Bryan. I think it makes sense. Um, uh, I mean, but again, I felt like this should have been on TV. This would have been really good on a SmackDown. Uh, it really shouldn't have been, um, you know, on on pay-per-view, in my opinion. I mean, what did you think about Kofi versus The Bar? Man, uh, my first note is that I had two notes. Kofi Kingston doesn't have any pectoral muscles and it's kind of weird. I don't know if that's a problem that he has like physically, but he has no pectoral muscles. This is coming from a guy who also doesn't have any pectoral muscles. So it's okay for me to talk about. Okay. He has no pectoral. It's it's pectoral. Oh, is it really? Yeah. For my whole life, I'm 29 years old. I've called it (laughs) pectoral. You were today years old. (laughs) It's pectoral. Pectoral. Listen, this is so weird because I work out. I work. I work out so much. I should know this. Act. I should know the name of muscles. So that is connected to the, you know, the fibula with the tibula and the. That's a no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, Stop science show, folks. So the pectoral. Um, did I spell it? I spelled it that way too. Pectoral. (laughs) Whatever. Um, so he does pectoral. He doesn't have any pectoral muscles since we're just all the smartest people around here with pectoral muscles. Um, I don't have any pectoral muscles. I don't know how to spell it. Um, that and the match was what it was. Um, it was, I mean, it was just like, why is this happening at a pay-per-view? It was we, I mean, yeah, I mean, I didn't even grade it. I didn't even give it a grade because it was kind of like a segment, not a match. It was long as uh you know what it was just it was long it was boring it was i don't you know i don't have much to say about it other than he didn't have any pectoral muscles (laughs) yeah so i think on this one too i think so far uh, you know at least for me i'm pretty sure same with you we got to give it to 99 you're right we got to give it to super brawl kidman yeah uh, and the cruiserweight title man so yeah i mean we're counting you know these votes up and right now you know out of you know these matches. It's it's really looking like 99 is gonna is gonna win this comparison this this month, and that's that's just kind of my blowing my mind a little bit, especially considering it's the first WCW show. Uh, but yeah, I mean, wow. Um, yeah, me too. Right right back into to to 1999 and Super Brawl, we had you know a, a couple of my favorite wrestlers, uh, especially like in the NWA days. Uh, we had Barry Windham. And Kurt Henning versus He Who Must Not Be Named and Dean Malenko. Mm. Um, I mean, the guys are like just so legendary on their own right that it's crazy. 
it was a good match starting off, slow paced, but good psychology. You know, it was an old late eighties, early nineties style match. Um, uh, even with the spots that that felt like mess ups, it seemed more realistic. Uh, like they really cared about kayfabe. You know what I mean? Like it, it just mm-hmm. it felt like they were more aware of of what they were doing, and it wasn't so much a, you know for the crowd as it was like an actual competition. You know what I mean? Like um, you could just tell that these were pro wrestlers calling it in the ring. You know what I mean? It wasn't just mm-hmm. like these guys were not going over spots in the back. Um, I mean, it got a little sloppy there at the end, and it was a weird format with the tournament bracket. Uh, I did a little bit of research. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, I gave this match two and a half stars. I really enjoyed it. What did you think about Henning and Wyndham versus uh, Benoit and Malenko? Man, uh, you know... What I and you said the man we don't speak of. If I if if I just put myself back in 1999, if I had to guess which one would be the murderer, I'm gonna be honest. It would have been Malenko. I don't know. Oh, just his face. I mean, his face the way he walked would have been would have been Malenko. It's just yeah. you look back. You, you you know hindsight's 2020. I'm not letting Malenko around my kids. You know. I'm 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 letting I'm letting my kids spend a night at Benoit's house. I'm you know I'm going over for for barbecues. No idea, Malenko. I'm not hanging around. Who would have known? Who would have yeah. known? Um, that is terrible. Other than that, man, it was cool seeing Malenko. I was a fan for the little bit I got to see Malenko in the WWE. He was only you know in ring for a short amount of time in the WWE. I thought he he was great. You know, getting to see him more in his prime. I thought he was awesome. Um, you know, just like you said, it, you know, it was just like the other, the Booker T match. It was refreshing to see an old school match. It didn't seem like the choreographed stuff that we see today. Uh, I mean, I'm really getting sick and tired of current WWE product after the, the few pay-per-views we've watched and I've been getting back into Monday Night Raw and it's just so, you know, it, there's just, it's a difference. I mean, if I don't. I can see a big difference in in, in the wrestling and, and the matches. Maybe it's that I like it. I don't know if it's just calling it in the ring, or I, I don't know. I guess it would be that. I, I don't know. I'd have to look more into it. Um, I didn't like Perfect looking so big. I'm so used to or Kurt Henning, Mr. Yeah. Perfect. You know, I'm so used to him being more mid-sized, Shawn Michaels-sized, Bret Hart-sized. That was the first time that took this long to say Shawn Michaels, by the way. We're halfway <laughs> into the show, and I just said Shawn Michaels. Um, but he looked way too big for my liking. Um, yeah, it was uh, – the finish kind of sucked. Um, it was kind of wonky. It was uh, It was too long. The match was too long. It wasn't the best. It was the first, you know – D show of the night or D match of the of the show of the night. I, I wasn't a big fan of this match. And then you know we throw it back to 2019. There's Ricochet, um, Gable and Rude and the revival. Revival. What did I just say? Revival. Revival. <laughs> um, yeah. What'd you think of that one? Oh man. I, I mean, honestly. I- I thought this was was candidate for match of the night, especially when I found out it was like a triple threat for the team. Like I thought it was gonna be awesome. I thought it was gonna be super like uh, up tempo. Well, before, 
You're saying before the match, you thought it was yeah going before to yeah before the match. yeah yeah yeah. I, I was like super high hopes. Um, I don't really understand how it's a triple threat, but there's two guys in the ring only, and you can like I I hated that format. It should have if it would have been more of like a tornado TLC style match. Um, even without the gimmicks, even without like the, the tables, ladders, and chairs, it would have been so much better if it was just more tornado. Um, and it really underwhelmed me. Um, I mean, it had some cool spots for sure, but I only gave this match two stars. I actually gave the 99 match a half a star more just in a purely objective viewing sense. So like, you know, I watched Super Bowl a couple weeks before I watched Fastlane. So I was, you know, they're, they're completely organic reactions every single time. And, you know, I, I guess if we're going to go back and forth on these two, this triple threat versus, you know, that old school kind of tag team match. I, again, I have to give it to 99, man. I've got to go WCW on this one one more time. Yeah, man. I mean, my thoughts on this Ricochet match. Uh, I mean, first of all, Gable and Rude just seem so forced and weird together. I don't like that tag team combination. So that right there, just was taking a lot away from from the match for me. Um, I don't really care for the high flying stuff. I, I just it's cool every now and then, but your boy Ricochet almost killed himself doing something on the outside, like a Frankensteiner type thing, and they didn't even show the replay, which they should have shown it's the replay. Scott Dawson didn't know how to take it, man. That's right, really he didn't. No, it really. And right, I was gonna. Right, they didn't. But they should have shown the replay because I went back and watched it, and you can, you know, you could see it when if you go back and and rewind it, it wasn't like it was out of the shot or it was almost out of the shot, but it, it didn't even look that bad. They should have replayed it, you know, and 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 talked about it, which was kind of weird because WWE is usually good at that. Um, yeah. I don't know this. Uh, it just seemed it was this match out of all of them was just a bunch of planned acrobat spots it was like very that's not my kind of match some people like that this was like on my scale f like i don't i don't i wouldn't not my thing watching ricochet playing out doing flips is not why i watch wrestling that's just that's just not my thing i mean it was cool and it was very impressive and there's a place for it and people like it and it's cool and you know what there's a spot for it on the show so you really, I shouldn't give it an F. You know, I, I think that's good for a show to have. That. It's kind of like, you know, to have that luchador spot or that whatever, that fast pace right. to get the crowd excited. So I understand it, but for me, it's not, it's not my thing. So I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Uh, I don't think I've given it once to the WWF. I'm gonna be honest. I might, I might drink some poison after this Dude, yeah it's a clean sweep for you man like oh, i mean if, if, if we're each counting like one vote per per match uh <laughs> you know in each column like right now it is seven to one mm. uh wcw in 99 versus wwe in 2019 mm. uh and honestly man like this is our halfway point too and just to assess this man like how crazy is that that we've done t- this is our third show and we have been adamantly on the current product. And we're WWE slash WWF guys that grew up. We wanted to do this show to watch these old Attitude Era pay-per-views again, thinking that this was going to be like, oh, yeah. I mean, the product was so good back then, and the storylines were so great, and the crowds were so hot, and it has to be better. And, dude, thus far, like, 
the WWF shows have really let me down. And on some iconic shows, too, like Royal Rumble 99 and St. Valentine's Day Massacre, people still remember these pay-per-views, but they were trash as far as comparing them now with like a, with a trained eye, or not even necessarily a trained eye, but just a, an older eye that, that's seen a lot more product and seen the evolution of the business. Uh, so to me, the fact that we're halfway through this and we're just handing it to WCW really speaks volumes for how bad we think this pay-per-view was um man and that that kind of you know what, what did you i mean how do you feel I, halfway through i i think this is a conspiracy i think you planned this i think this is all just a work against me you started this podcast and you knew we were going to do this and wcw was going to be the better show this point in and i don't like it i don't see how this is even possible how in the world is this possible that those WWF Attitude Era shows were crap, and this WCW show was so good. What I want to do is further down the road, we got to pick some different. I, I don't know what we got to do, but this is crazy. This is unbelievable. I, I don't know. This is, oh yeah, I mean, I can it's unbelievable. Right, I can tell right now, and I would love to get our listeners involved and maybe start doing some poll options too, as far as like which nostalgic show to use. Um, but the 20 year thing, we're gonna stick with this through WrestleMania. And then after WrestleMania, it'll always be an anniversary show, whether it's 10 years, 15 years, 25 years, 30 years, whatever. Yeah. Um, I want to do, I want to do eight. I want to, I want I really do. I like some old eighties. I want like Hogan, Randy Savage sure, stuff. Yeah. Totally. I want, and then I also want, you know, and we'll be able to do it by just doing it in either like tens, fives or, you know, tens, fifteens yeah. or twenties. I think we'll be able to perfectly hit it to like Shawn Michaels type era Hogan era or or Attitude era. Hopefully, you know, ten ten years yeah, we're should be like Attitude. Like at least thirty year anniversary to get Hogan in on some of this stuff, buddy. But well, oh yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's okay. It's okay. We can no? do that. Well, what's so we're at twenty right now. Yeah, twenty. Oh, dude, okay, 20, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So twenty twenty five years should be like okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was talking about. Twenty five years would be like Sean. Or whatever at top of then yeah, yeah 30 years hogan yeah, yeah. and we could even do 10 years because like 2000 and uh yeah we'll do some cena matches be, you know yeah it would be that'd I mean, be cool. pretty soon we'll get some cm punk matches or 15, in there too 15 years you know do a little 15 years so yeah we'll, yeah totally we'll figure out how to how to do it yeah yeah we'll make it happen uh but you know all right so moving forward here it's uh you know halfway it's got to be we're giving the nod to super bowl thus far Speaking of, now we're going to cover a really, this is the kind of the coolest part of the show, especially for us, because it's kind of exclusive to us. Um, in this next breakdown of one-on-one comparisons, um, we are covering one wrestler that was in both of these matches. And that's pretty wild to really think about, and like how awesome it just kind of fell that way. Um, so right now we'll cover uh, the Super Brawl match, and that was the Outsiders versus Rey Mysterio and Conan. Oh man, dude, I got to tell you, I I really 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 like this match. Um it was cool because the Outsiders came out to a huge pop, you know, even though they're obviously trying to play the heels in this match, right? Um but throughout the match, they worked themselves into being booed. You know what I'm saying? Like they were so over because they were the hottest thing in the business, like the NWO, like Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, you know, half of the clique, everyone loves them. 
um, you know, they're super over and you're, you just have to pop for them. But throughout the match, they, they work so well. They used such good psychology that I'm 100, even I'm like booing Scott Hall by the end of this match. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just great, great work. Super solid, like 90s style wrestling, slower paced. But I mean, Rey Mysterio was in this match and it felt it felt like his his spots meant something. You know what I mean? It wasn't just one after the other after the other. It, it, it Everything was so much smoother, a lot less clunky spots than the Henning and Wyndham match before. Um, you know, all capital letters, I'm loving this pay-per-view so far. Like, that's what I wrote in my notes. Like, I even forgot that he got unmasked at the end of this match. Like, such an mm. iconic match for Ray. Like, super crazy. Like, I mean, it was... I gave this match three and a half stars. Actually, I gave this match four stars. I gave this match four stars. I really enjoyed the match, including all of the the bickering and bantering back and forth. I thought it was fantastic kevin nash trying to put that mask on at the end that visual was incredible what did you think about the outsiders versus mysterio and conan man what i thought was what is miss elizabeth coming out here looking like that for she was hot as god knows what but i'm so used to miss elizabeth and in a gown and looking so elegant and being the, the the queen of wrestling. I mean, it's 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 Elizabeth and she looks so hot and oh my god, it was almost like seeing it's like your aunt who's hot but you don't want to say she's hot. You know what I'm talking about? It's like oh my god, she's hot. What is going on? Uh, uh, Lex Luger looked terrible. He almost he was like in scrubs and like this red over shirt, which was kind of weird. Uh, Razor Ramon did suck it. Which was like I didn't realize, and that was another thing. The beginning of the the beginning of the show, um, a Disco Inferno came out versus Booker T. That was one thing I meant to say earlier. And the crowd, all the crowd was saying "suck it." All the crowd was doing DX chants, and I was like, I wrote that down. Like, okay, that's interesting. The crowd's doing "suck it" at a WCW pay per view, and then Razor came out, and Razor said "suck it" whenever he did his, whenever he was in the middle of his match, and then Diesel, whenever Diesel got tagged in, Diesel did "suck it." And I was like, what is going on? And then later in the show, Hogan did suck it. And I'm like, the what the is click, it? man? It's they're, all they're, the click. Well, They've Hogan's, always been friends. Hogan's man. not Hogan's not a click. But nah. you're right. You're right. It was just cool to see that it was like, you know, they started, you know, the click started saying suck it on WWE. And honestly, you know, too sweet. This the I, this is a podcast so you can't see, but you know, the Wolfpack sign is really the click sign. Um, and that started in WWE and went to WCW. And then the fans were doing it. Um, but I just didn't realize as a WWE, as a diehard WWE fan that they were doing that. Over, like, honestly, I, I, I'm not joking. Like, I really didn't know that anybody was saying suck it on WCW. Because to me, and as I was watching it, I was thinking, this is kind of like WCW guys in the middle of the ring are, are giving, you know, are... Are, are are giving props to the WWE. They're almost saying like, yeah, we think that's cool what the WWE is doing. You know, WWE would right. never go out there and say like NWO, you know, Sean wasn't really allowed to do the click sign even more, even though that Wolfpack sign was was actually the clicks like um, hand yeah. signal sign. Oh, yeah, Sean yeah, would yeah. always do a thing where he would hold, you know, you could see me where he would hold up his hand and hide it from the camera from Vince, you know, yeah. so Vince couldn't see it. And they would do stuff back and forth, like right back at you, Sean, stuff like that. 
But, you know, Sean would never go out there and do some NW, and say NWO, but them coming out and saying suck it really seems, that just shows how, and that, and if you've, you know, all the documentaries and everything show how WCW was nothing like the WWE. There was no Vince McMahon figure. So right. the fact that they're just out there saying suck, everybody, even Hogan, even. Well, uh, there was Bischoff. And I mean, Bischoff, dude, dude he, you, you should give the devil his due, especially considering you didn't really watch. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of really quality content there, man. And there's a reason why they won for as long as they did. And he's pretty well, much the main reason. We could go uh, into that. I don't think that I, I, I that is I think it just he he hired a bunch of top talent and then got lucky for a bunch of weeks and then it got stale well, and then he so lost. far you're loving this top talent so uh yeah because they're all wwe like i said it's razor ramon and big daddy cold diesel yeah i love them vince mcmahon created them and they're all saying suck it which vince mcmahon also helped create and i loved it i loved it it was uh they did a bunch of cool team moves and you know what um i didn't like the unmasking of Rey Mysterio. I did not like. To, <laughs> I'd see that. I didn't like the unmasking of Rey Mysterio. Um, but Bobby Heenan said the best line ever for the whole night. Whenever they unmasked him, he said, "It's leave it to Beaver," because he looked just so like a baby. <laughs> and that was the first time I ever saw Rey Mysterio uh, unmasked as a fan, as a WWE fan. They never showed me Rey Mysterio's face, so I got to see Rey Mysterio's face for the first time, which kind of felt dirty. But not as dirty as seeing Miss Elizabeth in a shirt, a short skirt and a red uh, low-cut shirt. She should be in a gown at all times with Macho Man by her side. And then over to 2019, like you said earlier, is also Rey Mysterio, which took me and, you know, I watched I watched the 99 one first. And then I started watching, uh, you know, Fastlane uh, a couple weeks later, just like you. And it took me as I was making notes. I'm like, oh, my God, Rey Mysterio is in this pay-per-view, too. I didn't realize that they were going to fall exactly. The odds that they're exactly in line with us comparing them is crazy. Like, it's pretty wild. It's not just that Rey's on one and Rey's on the other. We're comparing them at the same time. That's just yeah. that's just freaking awesome. So it was our truth versus Rey Mysterio versus Samoa Joe. Versus this uh, Mexican guy. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. Uh, what's it? Andrade? Andrade. Andrade? 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 Andrade. Um, you know what? I liked Andrade. I really did. Um, Ray was in both pay-per-views, and it was freaking awesome, and he looked just as good today as he did back then. Um, you know, but it was another spot match. I will say that. Um, and then... One of the biggest things was R-Truth went for his uh, famouser type move, whatever you want to call it, just the his uh, Booker T yeah. scissor kick type thing. And man, it looked so bad. It was so bad. I mean, if you if you haven't seen it, go back and this might be one of the worst things. I mean, and R-Truth really is good. I mean, yeah. some people he's think he's like some people are always like, man, our truth could really be way better than he is, and I think he's just but he's really not that great. And this move was like it was so bad. I mean, it was like he was trying not to like touch the guy. He is where he deserves to be. Yeah, yeah. So again, um, if we're gonna, I'm gonna ask you for your thoughts, but on the uh, 2019 match, but mine on both. I'm going WCW. What would you think about R-Truth, Red Mysterio versus Samoa Joe and 
Andrade, Andrade, Andridi, Andridi, Andrade. The Man, I, honestly, I felt about the same way. I, I, uh, I mean, I, I just felt like it, there were some cool spots in there for sure. Uh, I mean, I really actually did like the match because I knew, you know, I knew going in it was going to be a spotty match. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's that's fine. Like that that doesn't bother me at all. Um, it did feel a little like forced at times, uh, you know, uh, as far as like the psychology and how that all works. Um, but man, if, if, if I'm going to compare both of them again, I think I got to go 99, man. I think I got to go 99. There we go. 99. So I mean, agree. I can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty wild that we're thus far. If, if we each get, you know, one vote per match, we're at nine to one WCW versus WWE in 2019, and that brings us to the next match in WCW at 99, and that Steiner. was Big Papa Pump. Big Papa Pump, DDP. Holla, if you hear me. Holla, if you hear me. Uh, Man. Going up against Self High Five himself, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page. Cass. Wait, what, what'd you call him? What the Self High Five? Self what? Self High Five. That's his thing. Is that his thing? Yeah. Self high five? Yeah, it's how his like entrance music started off. Self high five. We might have to we might have to edit this part out. I've never. We'll keep it in. I've never heard. I didn't know that. <laughs> Self high five. We're yeah. keeping it in. Your I ignorance. Knew, no, ignorance. no, no. He's he's he's. It's me. It's me. It's D. Oh my D-D-P. god. No, That's no, no, DDP. No, 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 no. Oh, and that the yoga. Not... He and he does yoga. God Almighty. Is this... that not? This guy, it was this for, guy over here. Hey, it was for the TV title, which is a thing. Is there's you? You can be the world champion, or you can be the world champion of television. I know when I was a little boy, I didn't want to be the world heavyweight champion. I wanted to be the champion of radio, the radio champion, or maybe the computer champion, or maybe the TV champion. I don't know. And this match the TV was champion is that. a thing. Yeah. The TV title. <laughs> yeah, man. So what did you think about Ham Cubes versus DDP? All right. Man, I thought it was a slap. I, I thought it was a sloppy match. I didn't like the finish. You know, guys like Buff Bagwell and Disco Inferno Again, like I said earlier, they just didn't fit with the NWO. As somebody, I you know, what I think the NWO was, it was weird seeing them in the NWO. They didn't yeah. seem like badasses. It was like re- really weird. Um, I was impressed, though, by uh, Steiner. Whenever he came back to the WWE, he didn't do the Frankensteiner anymore. All he did was a back suplex. <laughs> well, he did one. He did He did a Frankensteiner in the corner. That's what I'm saying. He, so yeah. I was impressed oh, yeah. that I didn't – I've never seen him as Big Papa Pump do yeah. the Frankensteiner. Because no, whenever, yeah, yeah. whenever he came – obviously, whenever he was originally in the WWE, um, he did the Frankensteiner – as the Steiner brothers, and it was awesome, and I always love that move, and I'll I'll never call it the Hurricane Rana. I always call it the Frankensteiner. But whenever he came he came back to the WWE after WCW went under, he he didn't do it. All he did was a German suplex, and that was literally it. And so I've never seen him as Big Papa Pump do a Frankensteiner, and he just didn't he didn't just do a Frankensteiner. He did one off the turnbuckle. It was crazy. I was like, holy crap, he's doing it. So that was cool. That got me a little bit of a pop. 
Um, the finish was okay. Um, I gave it a C minus. I didn't hate it. Actually, I, I didn't hate the match, and I've always heard that DDP. I haven't I haven't seen that many DDP matches, honestly, to get serious. I haven't seen that many. He came to WWE. He really didn't have that many matches. So I don't know much about DDP other than documentaries and clips and everything. And I've always heard that he's not the greatest worker. And I know about Steiner from whenever he was in the WWE before to WCW. And then after he was just got awful, I gave it a C minus. I didn't give it a D or a failing. I actually thought it wasn't that bad. Honestly, what did you I gave it? A, I gave, it was the worst match of the night by far. It was no. an absolute turd. It was probably the worst match. Of both shows. It was no. the worst match. Yeah, easily. Easily the worst match on both shows. Um, I, I, just so much, slo- like, just so much, so WCW. Like, just such, like, crappy booking. Way too many run-ins. It felt like it felt like Vince Russo was already there. Like, I know he wasn't, but it felt like he was already there. It was just so hodgepodge. Like, I mean, it just, it wasn't for me. Um, you know, I, I honestly... You know, to me, this might be my one where I surprisingly give the nod to 19, um, you know, because we're going to jump over to, to 19 now and we're going to talk about uh, Team Boss Hug or Hug Boss or whatever it is against the wide Samoans. Mm. And um, yeah, they uh, they didn't really even impress me. It was just better than the other match. Like, I, I mean, I gave this match two stars. It wasn't good. Um, the, the post-match was good. Uh, the Beth Phoenix thing and Natalia, I really hope they do the Divas of Doom again with the spikes and like the LOD style thing like they did as a tag team before. Uh, I think that'd be pretty cool. And I do think they'd have a pretty good match. They would, like those two veterans in Beth Phoenix and Natalia would totally be able to pull a pretty good match uh, for those tag titles out. Um, I'm pretty pumped about that idea. Um, it wasn't really anything memorable other than that in the match though. But the post-match was great, so I gave it two stars, and I gave Ham Cubes and DDP one star. So uh, I'm actually going to go ahead and give the nod to ninety or to, ni- to 2019 in this one. Man, you know what? You got you got Bailey and Sasha Banks versus two fat Samoans. You know, that's how I like them, those two fat Samoans. The wide Samoans. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Um, you know, they're, they're good. They're Samoan. They're fat. Like you're supposed to be when you're Samoan. I liked that. That was probably the only thing I liked about the match is that they looked like Samoans. Um, other than that, man, I'm going WCW down South to Atlanta with Ted Turner. I'm going the nod to, to the high five King DDP. What's his name? Self high five, self high fiver, and Big Papa Punk over there at WCW, giving them the nod, baby. What's the next match over there? It's Razor Razor Ramon versus Piper Rowdy Roddy Piper is the next match. Um, this was one of my least favorite matches, man. I'm gonna jump right into it. Um, you know, WCW did a good job. Making all the titles feel like they were they were they were big, you know. Um, I, I I I saw that throughout the whole night. You know, you had the TV title with um with Steiners. Uh, who what, what what wasn't there a title in this match? Um, yeah, the U.S. title. The U.S. title. Sorry, sorry. The U.S. title. Everything 
and then e- even all the way down to you know Chavo and Billy Kidman. Uh, they did the WCW really did a good job the whole night. Every title did seem a little bit bigger, and I think that that had a lot to do with the star power that WCW had at the time. They had all these people. Um, you know, you had Piper, you had uh, Steiner. I mean, all, then all the way up to the only self-made person that they had, like Goldberg, um, who or DDP. Was he? Well, yeah, was he? Was he a top guy? I don't. DDP. I mean, I didn't really know who Good he was. Lord, over, over WWE. Good Lord, bite your I tongue. Didn't, I didn't know who he was until I saw his beautifully white grill saying it's me it's me it's ddp I was like, oh there's a guy named ddp over here no i knew who he was um no so i will I, I started writing that note in this match though i just i had the feeling as i got to this i guess because of the u.s title i was like you know they're doing a really good job of making all these titles you know mean something um but it, it wasn't that great uh, of a match you can really tell that piper was was already past his time um, and this is, as I mentioned earlier, where the ref just, they were, they both did a low blow to each other and the referee would s- stared at them doing it, looked up, looked at the camera, looked around at everybody else and like shook his head like he was confused. And then the, uh, I don't know who did it first. I think Piper did it first and then Razor did it first and the referee did the same thing twice. And then the commentary didn't even say anything. Um, also Piper said, suck it. I'm, I'm, my mind was blown. My mind was blown at this time. Even Rowdy Rowdy Piper was saying, suck it. And I'm thinking, why are these guys saying, suck it? This is crazy. Is this not putting over the WWE and DX and WCW? And it just shows that the inmates were really running the asylum over in WCW. Cause I guarantee you if there was a team over in WCW whose trademark was saying suck it, that Vince McMahon would literally take out a gun and shoot any WWE or the time WDF person who were saying, <laughs> who was saying, <laughs> who was saying suck it. And that's a hundred percent truth. That just shows all those people saying suck it shows why WCW only won 83 weeks in a row. 83 weeks, really? That's that's chump change, dog. No, that's just what they won in a row. It wasn't like okay. the only ones they won. How many are they winning now? They're mm. winning. They're winning my vote mm. in a podcast. That's true. That's true. They're winning your they're vote in a podcast thus far. But okay, so you know, I said that the last match that Ham Cubes, I'm sorry, Scott Steiner. Uh, and DDP was the worst match of the night. But to be completely honest with you, I lied uh, because this was easily the worst yeah. match. I, like That's the reason why too. I like looked through my notes because I use the actual star emoji when I put stars. But on this one, I literally wrote zero. So that's why there was nothing there. And I thought that because I saw one star on the other one, that's why it was the worst one that I rated. But yeah, no, this is absolute trash. Um, it was a really bad match. Um, it, I mean, it was just so hokey, like like Piper just couldn't work anymore, or maybe at least not at this point. I think I think later on in his career he actually had better matches, um, but this was you know this was just not one of them. And I think maybe Scott Hall had had a couple more in between those the tag match and this one because it did take him a while to come back out, and I he definitely didn't seem to be in his right mind to me. I'm not making an assessment. I'm just saying 
it definitely felt like he could have been impaired by the time this match happened. It was just super sloppy all the way around. Um, and, you know, that's going to bring us back to 2019. Uh, and we had Kevin Owens versus Daniel Bryan and Mustafa Ali as kind of like the surprise entrant here uh, to, to take the place of Kofi. And, like, uh, I understand that he has validation to be there because he's been used a lot in SmackDown storylines recently. But to me, he's an up-and-coming babyface that you that people like. And when you put him in there to spite Kofi Kingston, it's only going to it's only going to devalue him. You're only burying mm. Mustafa Ali. It's like you should have just left this as it was. It was a really bad idea to put him in creatively. Now the match itself was really good. The spots were great. Uh, it didn't feel too rushed. Uh, this might have been my actual match of the night on in the 2019 um, vibe. I think it was close. I think it's actually maybe tied with with another one. Um, but yeah, I mean, the creative just felt rushed throughout the entire night. Like they were like, oh, let's just do that. Like it's almost like they were just coming up with it on the fly. Uh, and maybe that's what they were going for. Maybe they wanted that kind of feeling. Maybe they wanted you to feel like uh, the volatile feeling of what's going to happen next. Um, it was nice to see the big fat heads of Conrad and Bruce, as always. That's always good to see in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, the work rate was great, and the commentary did the best they could to make it feel legitimate. Uh, a better grade than I anticipated, considering the Ali snub. No point in devaluing him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd definitely give the nod to 2019 in this one. It was a really good match. Daniel Bryan did a great job. Owens did a great job. Ali did a great job. What did you think about this triple threat? Man, um, putting putting Mustafa Ali out there was one. Of, I, I, there's just n- no explanation for it. I mean, the crowd was they turned on him. I mean, they literally were so dead. There was one time where commentary was trying to like make up for him. He like did a move, and they were starting to say like, "This is where." You know, he really needs the crowd to get behind him in the crowd. Like, he did a move uh, and went up to, you know, try to get something from the crowd. And the crowd literally just a couple, not even boos. They weren't even booing him. Like, they weren't cheering for him. They weren't booing him. It was He wasn't ready for that spot. Yeah. It was like half the people there didn't know who he was. I honestly couldn't remember his name. A little, you know, didn't really know who it was either. Um, his outfit was dumb. You know, it reminded me of like '95 wrestling. That old. It did look a lot like Glacier. Yeah, right. That it was. It was very '90s wrestling. Um, and it was almost like three heels because they booed him when he came out. They they booed him because he's not Kofi. It was like, well, why are you putting him in this in this position? And then he also started the spot fest again, and it was like. That's why I went with 2019 the other times because there was a couple match that I had, you know, some... Uh, there was a couple matches I had problems with in the 2019 pay-per-views we, review, we reviewed before, and it was because they were spot matches. Mostly, it was the women's matches, and I picked on the women because it looked like they were just setting up and choreographing. It was almost every match tonight was spot matches where they were just choreographed spots or even if they weren't choreographed spots they were set up spots 
and and you know uh, inverted Frankensteiner off the top ropes. It just looked too dangerous. So even though it was a cool setup spot, it just actually made me nervous for the guy. I didn't want. I don't want Kevin Owens or Daniel Bryan to get hurt. So he's doing inverted Frankensteiners and all this BS. It just made me be like, come on. I don't, I don't, and I'm, I don't know. I, I don't like that. Um, uh, another spot was, um, I don't even remember. I, I'm, I'm just, maybe that's just old school. Maybe I'm just old school and I don't like all that stuff, but that was my main problem. Um, I, I did like one of, one of his spots. That's what I was going to, that's what I was going to say. He, he did, a uh, on the apron, he did a. Uh, I think he did a 450 splash on the apron. Did you see that? He had Daniel yeah. Bryan on side. You know that. And there you go. There's me. I'm saying all that stuff, and then I saw that. That was. So he impressed me there. That was. Yeah, kinda, yeah. That was kind of cool. He's a great yeah. worker, man. I mean, I, mean, I watch. I mean, I haven't yeah. been watching it lately, but I did watch a lot of 205 like last year and the year well, before. Well, well, and my point is with that 450 splash on the outside. I, I'm. What I mean is, they could have had a. He really he shouldn't have been in the match to begin with, but say he is in the match, they could have had a, a really good match, and then he does that 450 splash with Daniel Bryan on the outside. That could have been. You don't need all of them. Don't put them on. You know. No, say, I agree with that. What are you gonna What are you gonna do at Mania? You know, you're gonna do, and that's what they've been doing. A lot of people do this. They're just all they're gonna do is the same stuff at Mania. It's like you didn't you didn't save it. You know. It's, yeah. It's like if Shawn Michaels and I'm gonna, I gotta, I, I've only brought him up once. I've only brought him up once. I gotta bring him up. That's like in 1993, Shawn Michaels brought out ladders, set him up in the middle of the ring, ju- went, climbed up to the top and jumped off and splashed on people all the way up. And then at WrestleMania, you know, WrestleMania 10 versus Razor, he sets it up and did the splash. Everybody would be like, okay, that was kind of cool. But we saw you, we saw you do it at uh in your house. You know, yeah. that's no, you know, I see? agree. Save your 450 splash on the apron to WrestleMania, bro. I mean, I don't know. Um, it, it wasn't for me. I gave it another C, just another C. But I do give, I give this. Uh, obviously, this beats Razor Ramon versus Rowdy Piper, WCW '99. Yeah, man, I agree. So so far we're ten and ten to four. Um, Not is still going to '99 Super Bowl. We both did side in this specific match. Mm. Um, with 2019 so uh yeah man i mean and that kind of brings us to i guess one of the semi-main events here uh or the semi-main event in 1999 um and this was yeah. this was a bam bam bigelow versus goldberg man that uh you know i've never been a goldberg fan never even when i was watching uh wcw i just didn't like him like, he just seemed like a bad person. Like, he seemed like a bully. Like, he seemed like a guy that I wouldn't like in real life, you know? Like, yeah. Um, and I loved Bam Bam as a kid. Uh, I was expecting, like, uh, I was expecting a shit show, honestly. I was expecting this to be really, really bad. Uh, and it wasn't. It wasn't really It wasn't great. Um, it was better than the last two matches combined which would have been Ham Cubes and DDP and Scott Hall and Piper. It was a lot better than both of those. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen Goldberg sell that well. I thought he sold really well for for Bam Bam, um, believably. Uh, And, uh, you know, Bam Bam carried carried this. Like, he carried Goldberg to a, a pretty solid and impressive match considering Goldberg's normal work rate. Um 
Yeah, I mean, the jackhammer sucked, but it was whatever. You know, he couldn't quite pull it off with Bam Bam. But I give the match two and a half stars, man. I thought it was pretty good. What did you think about Bam Bam versus Goldberg? And right away, I'll tell you my grade. I gave it a C plus. And really, the only other match that wasn't a C so far was Razor and Piper. I, I've literally given C's to everything, whether they be C's or C pluses on the WCW show. That is, oh wait, no, I gave a B plus to the Disco Inferno uh, Booker T match. But other than that, it's been C's so far, other than the Razor Piper match. So a bunch of C's, but this one was a C plus. Mainly the same thing. I was not expecting much. As a WWE guy back in the day, WF guy back in the day, I did not like Goldberg. I did not like Goldberg in any of his stays in the WWE, whether it be his original stay in the WWE or the most recent. The most recent was a lot better. Uh, this you know, looked more like the more recent version. He sold like he kind of did a little bit in the more I, – I guess he did in the more recent version. Um you know, he. I thought he did a. I thought Goldberg did a, a. A. I wasn't expecting the job Goldberg did in this match. Bam Bam is Bam Bam, and I love Bam Bam. I love that he came out to just no music. It was very classic. Um, breathing in fireworks on your entrance, it can't be good for you. It's got to cause cancer. Somewhere down the road, <laughs> he's got to have an ulcer. I, I don't know if it's gonna cause. Uh, oh, I love you for that. It's going to cause internal damage. It's just got to. Seeing him do it, though, was very, it was amazing. I don't think <laughs> he did that in the WWE because seeing him, it was, that was incredible. I wasn't, I wasn't even expecting it. I was like, Jesus, what is he doing? This is crazy. Um, they had a big fight atmosphere. It was a big fight feeling. It was high intensity. It was almost like a real fight. It was almost like UFC. I like the UFC also, so I watch a lot of UFC. They had a really good um, feeling. I don't know. The crowd. The uh, the crowd had something to do with it. Tony Schiavone's voice calling it. It was everything going on. I was feeling. It. I can't believe I only got it a C plus. I gave it a C plus. Now I think back on it, I almost feel like I liked it more than that. But yeah, gonna, man, I, bump that up to a B. Come on. I don't know. I think I'm gonna stick with the. I'm. I, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna stick with a C plus because it wasn't amazing, but. You know, maybe it was a B. Well, give C it a plus. half a grade. Give it a C, B minus. C give it a B plus. B minus. Let's go with B minus. I like that. Because it was. And you know what I wrote down? There, there's nothing really like that today in the WWE. And and I honestly, whenever we, whenever, and I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even write this to say this in the notes. When Goldberg's, when I, when it was Goldberg's match coming out, I was ready to just rip into Goldberg. I was like, I'm going to write some shitty notes on Goldberg. I'm going to bury Goldberg. I just don't like the guy. I mean, he's not – I don't like him. I don't like him as a wrestler, mainly just because I'm a WWE mark. I, I just I, – I, I wanted to I wanted to hate on him and say how much he ruined the match, but he really didn't. He didn't ruin the match at all. Side note, I'm going to tell you a story. So at the Municipal Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee, they had a house show. So we had the Bridgestone Auditorium at the time. I think it was called Gaylord um, – Gaylord Auditorium or whatever, but they had house shows at the Municipal Auditorium. Well, I'm there, um, probably like 13 at the time. I'm still very young, and I had a Rey Mysterio mask, and I had I was wearing the Rey Mysterio mask, and it was a house show, so me and my older brother got front row seats, and my older brother uh, took me, and it was very easy to get front row seats. Well, Goldberg was the main event, and he, he went around the, you know, 
the ring and slapped everybody's hands. And when he got to me, uh, he wasn't looking at me. So I'm, I slapped him in the chest really, really hard. I said, Goldberg, Goldberg. And he looked at me and I gave him two thump, two middle fingers right in his face. And the whole like first five rows just went, oh, <laughs> and it just embarrassed Goldberg. And he quit hitting people's hands and he went back into the right. He could just quit hitting people's hands. I hurt, I hurt his feelings. And I've honestly felt so bad ever since then i mean why I really... do you feel bad that's an amazing yeah. story i would feel so accomplished my like, best i would, would want to put that on my gravestone like <laughs> my best friend Goldberg's nick was feelings dude my best friend nick great was husband si- was sitting across the father hurt goldberg's feelings <laughs> my best friend was sitting across with his mom on the whole of the side of the ring in like the second row and he saw it so like every like you know i had i had validation of somebody else seeing it. i had my brother next to me and the whole way home my brother's like i can't believe you did my brother's like older and adult you know he's bringing me this kid who just flicks off goldberg my brother's like i can't believe you did that and i took off the mask at one point and i remember my brother being like put that on Put that on people are gonna know you're the guy who flicked it, you know, I mean whatever. That's um that's that's my Goldberg. So I say that because I can't believe I'm giving Goldberg, I guess, a B minus. I get I, I like the match. I like the match. So what's next? Yeah, so we're gonna jump over to 2019, and this was like more of a segment really than a match, but it was uh Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Um I mean Okay, this is the recurring theme for the pay-per-view in 2019 to me. It's that this this show is what good television should be. This show should have been a Raw or a SmackDown. Um, I personally don't think there should be a brand split. I don't like that at all. I think that you have a viable brand in NXT that should just be its own brand that doesn't ever cross-pollinate ever except for maybe at the Royal Rumble or at WrestleMania, and that's it. Like, that's it. It should be its own brand all the time. Make it a main brand. Put it on USA Network and go with Fox. Do whatever. That's that's That would be my thing. But that's neither here nor there. I just felt like this was great TV, but this was not a good pay-per-view. I feel like we've been just dis- so desensitized, and we're so used to bad TV that when we get a good episode, it's like, oh, this is a great show. And the stories were good. They progressed everything. It moved everything really. It set up WrestleMania really well. The show set up WrestleMania creatively really well. But that that's what TV is for, you know? Like, So for me, I gave it two stars. But, you know, I mean, if Mania ends, though, if Mania ends with Rollins, Kingston, and Lynch... As champs, my shoes will be sopping wet. I'm peeing. I will have peed. I will have oh, peed. Man. There's going to be so much pee at that point, bruh. Yeah, I'm I mean, saying. I gave this match two stars. Um, So to me, I, I give the nod to 99 on this one, honestly. Man. I gave the match two stars. To me, I give the nod to 99. So, you know, you got Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. You called this just a segment? I mean... This was what I came to see. This was the match I came to see in 2019. I'm I'm wanting to see Becky Lynch for Charlotte. Do I know what's going to happen? I know Becky Lynch is going to be in the match at WrestleMania. Come on, we all know that. But this is just the only thing that's important to me at this point. 
Like we say every week, Becky Lynch is the hottest thing right now. It is crazy to think. It is crazy to think. There is the Hulk Hogan era. There is the Sean and Brett era. There is the Austin Rock era. There is the Cena era. And then there's the Becky Lynch. Is that really what it's like in, in a couple of years? Are we really going to be like, you know, there was that era. There's that there the Becky Lynch era. I mean, she really is the freaking man. That's why I, that's like the only thing I was excited about, honestly, in this whole pay-per-view was when Becky Lynch came out. I don't get it. Or I do get it. I don't know why. I, I shouldn't say I don't get it. It's just weird because there's never been a female there and it's amazing and it's great. And I love it. Um, I don't like how hurt she was. I get what they're trying to do. Like she's injured. She's a baby face and she's going to come over all this. But it's like, I don't know. I didn't like the finish. I gave the whole thing a D. I gave the whole thing a D. After I say all that, I gave the whole thing a D. I, I just didn't like anything about it. And then it, it seemed like very um, un. It was very uncreative. You know, it was not a creative finish. Just what do we do? We want to set up a triple threat match. Well, let's put this match here. Then Ronda Rousey will come out and interfere. Then make it a DQ. And then there you go. Becky Lynch is in the match. It was very like, oh. You couldn't think of any other way to make this happen? Like, that's how you came about it? I expected more from the WWE. I mean, it, it felt like a lot of the 2019 show. And if this wrote, had been a Raw main event, though, if this had been a Raw main event like a week, like like yeah. even the next night, it would have been so much better. The Raw and main it, event and this is the main segment, that would have been so much better. It so would have. It still would have felt like it wasn't that creative, though. Just... Just to like, that's how you're gonna do it. Like Ronda comes out and interferes, and right. But it would have been more. Why not just have somebody come out and say, "Hey, the main event is actually gonna be a triple threat match." It's just very. It was very like, that's. I don't know. There's better ways to go about this. Other than that, I felt like this whole show, the 2019 show, was WWE. The last couple years has had a bunch of talent that's been hurt or injured right before mania and it messes up the mania card or things change everything. I feel like this year they have all this talent. Nobody's really injured. There's a couple people injured, but there's a lot of talent here (laughs) and it's like they have too much talent and they didn't have anything ready for WrestleMania. I mean, look at how they used to do it with, they set up, they set up Hogan and Randy Savage a year before you know i mean hogan started you know his hand was by miss elizabeth's butt and that that was you know or anything sean and brett look at all the like but it wasn't just sean and brett look at something small uh gold dust and rowdy piper at wrestlemania 12 that was like limited time to set up that match that still had a lot more than any of the matches that were on like that they're setting up for mania it's like almost like did they forget it, to me, after this whole show, I know I'm kind of jumping, but this is this is kind of where I started feeling it. Was it, it to me? It felt like they were like, "Oh, sh- oh shit! WrestleMania is the next pay per view. We we got to set up the WrestleMania matches." Yeah. It was like, man, set up some. There's no meat. There was there's no meat to anything. They just were like, they're just kind of forcing yeah. what they have. I don't there's know. Too there's too much content, man. There's just too much. Yeah, there is, and there's no meat behind any. Yeah. 
None. None. It's all watered down. Literally, yeah, it's all about, really, it's all about Becky Lynch being in the main event and winning the title at WrestleMania. That's well, it's not necessarily fair, though. I mean, yeah, that's the main line for sure. But, I mean, the Kofi Kinks and Daniel Bryan thing, that's brand new, and it's organic, and that's that's going to get and ratings. And it's awesome. But- and, and, and Rollins and Lesnar is a top. It's it, That honestly might end up being the main main event anyway. Um, I mean. But these things started like a couple weeks ago. Why, why are they? No. Why, Come on. Rollins and Lesnar started at, main, at, at Rumble. That's the way it normally works. I don't like that. I, I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, as, if if Rumble's like, that's the furthest back they go is Rumble. They need. I mean, there's no meat. That does have that's meat. That's how it's it, been for if, a long. That's yeah, been but, more than more than 20 years. And I like that. I, well, I'm saying I shouldn't say I don't like that. Yes, Rumble. If you start at Rumble, that at least gives you meat. That that gives you enough time to have some meat yeah. behind the bone there. But all this other stuff, n- literally, that's like it. That started at Rumble. Becky Lynch thing's been going for a while. All this other stuff's like, yeah, oh, I mean, that's what we're covering oh at God, WCW WrestleMania started because 2019 has that many more pay per views. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they had a whole extra pay per view between Mania and Rumble. You know what I mean? Like, the, they didn't have a 99, so it was a whole lot easier to get meat. It, that's what I'm saying. There's yeah. too much content. Yeah, uh, yeah, too much. I agree. They, they so, need okay, a- okay, so so comparing, you know, Flair and Lynch against Bam Bam and Goldberg, where do you settle on that one? I gotta go with Bam Bam and Goldberg. Yeah. WCW. I think so. I don't like this. Yeah, man. I mean, right now, though, we're looking at a, you know, I mean, just, all right, so here we are. We're, we're about to cover the main events for, so, for the show. And if we're tallying all the votes cr- properly, we are at 12 and 4. 12 votes for WCW in 1999 and 4 votes for 2019 Fastlane. That is mind-boggling. That is, it's that mind-boggling. Is, that's very mind-boggling compared to the other shows we've done. I think it's going to change once we have, you know, once we go on. But you know, this is very impressive, and it gives props to WCW. And on to WCW, for me, it was really cool to see back in '99, Bruce or not Bruce Buffer, his brother Michael Buffer. I think that's his brother. Um, he did the Let's Get Ready to Rumble, and that yeah. was right before the main event of the. Uh, Super Brawl 99, whatever they call it, Super Super Duper Duper Dupe uh, 99 for WCW. And Michael Buffer came down, and he did Let's Get Ready to Rumble. I will say Triple H did Let's Get Ready to to Suck It, and he did it better than Michael Buffer did Let's oh, Get Ready to Rumble. Oh, come on, man. So he sounded better. He had better, he had better, you know, just vocals. It sounded really good. Uh, <laughs> no, there was a... There was a fan walking around as this was happening that said uh, WWF rules. Yeah, oh yeah, I saw that. So that that was really cool. So that's something to look for if you go back and watch this. But no, as somebody like like me that never got to see it, it was really cool to see him do the Let's Get Ready to Rumble. I, I watched it. Like I didn't skip that part to get to the match. I was watching. I wanted to see Michael Buffer do it. But then we get to Hogan versus Flair. One of my first notes, but I already kind of touched on it. I didn't really get the Wolfpack or the NWO thing, and Hogan kind of had it split. Maybe that's a conversation for another time. Daniel, maybe you can fill me in whenever I, I throw it back to you, the difference between Wolfpack and NWO. I don't I don't really – that kind of had me questioning. Other than that, Ric Flair was the freaking man, and he looked so great. 
I just love seeing Ric Flair. Even though he was already that far into his career, he was still looking so good. And this match, with these two men at their age, I was thinking, this is not going to be good. It was so good until Tory Wilson came down. Then you got Homeboy coming down with a black mask with the eyes cut out. If you can't tell by those eyes that that man is related to Ric Flair, <laughs> you need to go see a doctor. That was like the most unsurprising thing. Like he, the second the camera came on him, I was like, "Oh, that's that's Ric Flair's son." Yeah, I've seen that guy before. I think his name is that David Flair. Is that the right son? I mean, oh, ouch! Yes, it was. Is that okay? Um. I mean, it was like it was so easy to see. The, I mean, the because he had the black mask with the cutouts on, you could just by the eyes you could see. Um, I mean, it ruined it ruined a good match. Honestly, I was liking the match until this finish with that that WCW electrocution thing that I've seen before in in other clips where WCW like to use that little electrocution thing. Um, like I said, you could call the cattle prod. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, the main thing was you could easily tell that, that the surprise was not there because you could easily tell because of how big the eye holes were that that was Ric Flair's son. Um, so it wasn't that cool. And then how awkward he was um, with that NWO shirt on. There were, you know, Hogan kept going towards him and, and uh, Diesel kept going towards him, you know, opening up his jacket saying NWO and he just kept looking at the camera being very awkward. I gave the match a D. Uh, it just sucked because of how awkward uh, Flair Jr. was there and how awkward the whole finish was with Tori. It just wasn't uh, wasn't my cup of tea. They ruined a good match. I mean, the match was actually good. I actually liked the whole match, but it was like a classic match before that. They should have just had a regular finish, but it was like such a WCW-type finish to, to screw it up like that. So I gave it a D. Yeah, I mean... I, I see what you mean. I didn't let the finish kill me that much because uh, I did enjoy the match a lot. Um, I mean, having Buffer out there and just then seeing Ric Flair come out and Hulk Hogan, it's like I literally just mainlined some like nostalgia. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it was like it was just straight up like 80s. Like these are kings of wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, and just the fact that like every, we all kind of took it for granted, but it was like, I was super grateful, like sitting on my couch being like, I'm about to watch Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan. And I can't be mad about that. You know what I mean? Like, like it was just, I, I really, I popped the nostalgia in me. Like I got goosebumps. It was weird. Like I felt like a kid again. Like I was just pumped to watch the match. So I think that kind of took over in me a little bit. Um, Hulk Hogan's skin looked like literal leather in 1999. Like, it was actual leather. Like, you could have made a baseball glove out of just his back, like, extra skin. Um, it was pretty wild. Uh, Flair looked pissed from the outset because I feel like he knew he was going to get screwed, and he probably didn't like this finish. And, like, I could tell in his face just because I've watched so much Ric Flair that, like, walking to the yeah. ring, he looked pissed. Like, he was like, this is going to suck. Um, but you know what? He tried to save it. Um the belt shots looked epic. Like those were, they were just beating mm -hmm. the hell out of each other with that belt. Um, dude, at one point though, Flair has color, of course, because it's Ric Flair. Oh, yeah. Blood everywhere, right? And 
Hulk Hogan bites his head. I stood up and I was like, I stood up and covered my mouth. Like, no, it's the other way around. No, 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 no. It's the other way around. Flair got color first, and then Hogan gets color way, way after that. Flair bites into Hogan. I I know. I think that happened later. Oh, oh, maybe you might be right. You might be right. I know. I know Flair does it because I remember being like, oh my god, because because Hogan gets color there at the end on the outside. They. They do Hogan gets it. Yeah, I thought the same thing, dude. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, what? it was like, like I was this is... super cringy, super super oh, cringy. God. They uh, both I already mean, probably have AIDS. I gave the match a C plus, but and honestly, it would have been a B. It would have been a solid B without David Flair. Like, so I only lost like about a half a rating, or like two and a half stars, three stars, somewhere around in there. Uh, but you know what? That's well, gonna be the... dude, bro. The way David, wa- hold on, hold on. The way this dude walked out to the ring like he'd never seen a wrestling ring before. Your dad's Rick frickin' Flair. I'm about to get... I wish I could cuss right now. This dude walked out the ring like he almost was like just one foot in front of the other. Looked like he's... It was his first time walking. And he gets in the ring. He doesn't know how to get into the ring. It was awkward. Then when he... Then she takes off the mask and he's just staring. He's just staring around. But then you got Hulk Hogan walking up to you, pointing to your shirt, saying NWO, and he just awkwardly is like, "Yeah, for life, for 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 life in NWO." Your dad's Rick freaking Flair, bro. You're on a pay per view. What are you doing? It just totally that was like to me. I was like, man, if I'm watching this with that's somebody, creative though. You know, it's not like he was like, "Hey guys, uh, I think I should join the NWO tonight and turn on my dad." You know what I mean? Like, that's not what happened. Like, they just, they wrote him into that. You're, like, just bashing him in. This is the story of David Flair's life, by the way. Everyone is just, like. I don't know this about, I don't know this about him. Open their butt cheeks and poo-poo all over David Flair. But it's really not his fault. This dude got thrown into terrible situations his whole career. I, I, I was thinking the whole time, this dude can't wait to go to his friends and be like, did you see me with the NWO? I don't, I don't know. Nice. Like, I, one of his friends, like, did you see me with Tori Wilson? Yeah, bruh. Oh, dog. He did get that. So worth um, it. Hashtag yeah, worth it. We're very worth it. No, man. I, don't, I honestly, I'm not. I'm not joking with y'all. I, I don't know anything about dissing on David Flair, but right now I'm dissing on him. That sucked. And if he's that bad, if it's not his fault, then yeah, you're probably right. It's the people who let it happen's fault. If he's he has no talent. You dude had no talent, and it's not his fault. You're right. I mean, some people don't have talent. Why put him out? It ruined the whole match to oh. me. And his I'm eyes. Why does, with all that caginess? Why does he have these? I've never noticed. All right, move, moving on, moving on. It, get you get can out of here. You just tell by his face it was him. So 2019, the main event of Fastlane, we had the Shield reunion after they pretty much set each other on fire and hit each other with baseball bats and done everything. Right. It makes no sense for them to be together. Uh, but they are for this match because okay, um, versus the trio of McIntyre, Lashley, and Corbin. Uh, I had zero interest in seeing the Shield back together. I love Rollins to death. Um, I've I've been on the Roman Reigns train for a long time too. I haven't. I I like Reigns. I think he's a good worker. I think he can talk. I think people just don't like him. I think the whole Daniel Bryan push is why people don't like him because he won that Rumble and everybody wanted Daniel Bryan to win. And ever since then, everyone booed him. And that's really stupid because I also think Daniel Bryan's a little overrated. Not that I don't think he's good, but he's overrated. Um, Yeah, I mean, 
I, I don't know, man. It, it, I mean, the bulk of of the work being Drew McIntyre in there was good. I'll be glad to see Dean gone if he leaves, honestly. I, I think it's a gimmick now because of how much they're talking about it. I'm sure he's re-signed. Like, but they're, like, I, ho- I really hope he just goes. I, I mean, I, I just don't. I don't know. I just I have no love for Dean Ambrose. Um, dude, if Corbin isn't in a corporate role, if he's not the constable or the commissioner or whatever you want to call him, he has no business wearing business casual attire in the ring. It looks really stupid. Put your tights back on and just be Baron Corbin. You can change your music or whatever, get new tights, but don't wear slacks and like a vest to wrestle in, man. It looks really, really weird. Um I feel like the match should have been mid-card, honestly. I feel like the triple threat of the world title should have been the headliner here, and this match should have been in the mid-card. I mean, it was a good sequence for the finish. There were some good high spots, but overall, I gave this match to 99, man. I gave the main event to 99. I mean, Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan, to me, even if just looking at it on paper, without even with a blind man would have to choose Hogan and Flair over the Shield versus a random trio of big dudes. You know, like, so that's that's where I'm at with it, man. Man, they're just... Literally, after watching the match, I was trying to make myself write notes on this match. I mean, what do you say about it? I mean, it's the Shield versus... I mean, it was... Why... It made me it made me mad. Put this honestly, match at number four, and I'm happy with it. I'm not happy with it. Put Ben four or five freaking years ago, or however many years ago when the Shield was. I mean, what is this stupid? McIntyre deserves better than this. Uh, Corbin's trash. I don't like. I don't like. He doesn't look good in tights. He needs like. He needs probably like uh, diesel pants because he always like would sag his tights. Long story. I don't know. It's always bugged me. His, oh, see his crack. Uh, Lashley's cool. I don't know, man. Uh, this was. Lashley's trash. Lashley is hot. He is absolute trash. He's you always could, been. You could. I uh, disagree. I disagree. You could. I mean, right here, it's trash. It's just the whole thing was. It was so stupid. I don't understand it. I didn't understand it. It was an F grade. It was just. The, and and then it was another choreographed match. I don't know what it was with this show. It just all seemed maybe this means maybe that was in my mind. Maybe people are gonna tell me that I'm crazy, but everything on this 2019 show just seemed very, very like played out. I don't know. I I didn't like it. I don't like anything about it. There was nothing good about it. There were, I don't have one good thing to say about this match. I I do not like Dean Ambrose. There's something about. I, same, dude. I just I don't like don't him. Like I don't him. like his, his work. His I don't like facial expression. Yeah, I don't like yeah. anything about him. I just don't He's like not, him. He is not good. The, the how he got this far, I know people. Mind-boggling. I know people personally on the indies that could literally step into his position and be way better. I than agree. That. Like, how is he there? I like, agree, hundred percent. He he's literally one of the few times I've ever watched. And being like, how the hell is this guy at the point that he is at? There's people that I don't like, I don't agree with. Or, you know, Bobby Lashley, jacked up, steroided person that I'm like, oh, man, you know, he's only there because of that. Or I don't like that guy. But Dean Ambrose, there's some, his facial, he just doesn't have, his podcast with Stone Cold on the network is like one of the weirdest things. 
to ever happen in my him. life. I buried him. Like, that buried. was weird. When you I, can't hang with Steve, especially considering all those shows up until that dude, one were so good. And then he did that one. And it was so bad that that was the last one. That I was did. it. Like, I won't watch it. it again. Like that's a torture. To, if you ever want to like capture me and torture me, open my like force my eyes open and play Dean Ambrose Stone Cold. I'm gonna. Uh, I'll cry. I'll cringe. Like I'll never watch that again. I don't like the guy. I mean, so anytime he's in a match, it kind of ruins it. And then his work, that alone is just his personality. His work is terrible. Um, I don't know how his girlfriend even likes him. I mean, you know, she. I'm his kind wife, of a, his wife, by the oh, way. Oh, it's but, his wife now. Yeah, I gotta they've been, go. Yeah, they've been married for a while. I gotta go. <laughs> Terrible <laughs> news. I was gonna say I'm available, kinda, but not really. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, no, he's just uh, I, I don't know. I'm rambling about him. Yeah, it just sucked. Um, going, you, you gotta go to, you gotta go to Flair Hogan, Flair Hogan, Flair Hogan, and let me tell you what. Go, you got it written down, compared for the from show to show. I cannot believe after the few times we've done this that we've gone to the 2019 product. But I tell you what, I got both shows, in my opinion, side by side. I'm going to WCW. I'm going WCW. That's me. As a whole, I'm picking 1999 over 2019. What are your thoughts? You know, I have to go with the same assessment, man. I think, I mean, right now the total score with votes is fourteen to four. It's it's a landslide for WCW Super Brawl. And I mean, you know, if we're just going over, like, you know, we're we're in episode three now. Uh, you know, we've given the past two shows handedly to the current product, and we covered Royal Rumble '99, including The Rock and Mankind in their I Quit match. We went to St. Valentine's Day Massacre, which is the debut of the Big Show, and Vince McMahon and Steve Austin in the cage. And we actually gave the nod to Royal Rumble 2019 and Elimination Chamber of this year. So it's not like we're we're just wanting to be nostalgic kids. We've been calling it down the middle, even though we we started this this podcast to be a nostalgia based show. And man. Honestly, it's bittersweet because I, I, I like I, it's nice that that it's a nostalgia show, but it feels weird that it's a WCW show mm. that gets the first ever nostalgia win. I mean, Super Brawl gets the win here, right? Like handedly. How do you, how are you feeling about that, man? If any of you people tell my friends or my family, I'll hunt you down and I'll kill you one by one. Don't tell anybody that I liked the WCW show over the WWF show, WWE show. This is terrible. I can't believe it. I'm going to have to go and watch a whole bunch of WCW shows now because I'm going to be honest, I freaking loved it. I freaking loved it. I loved the WCW show. It was fun. I knew a lot of the I mean a lot of the people were WWE guys, so it was fun. It was awesome. Or became WWE guys. Yeah, a couple of them. I mean, no, hold on. Most of those people were WWE guys already. No. Jericho was not a WWE guy. DDP okay. was not a WWE Jericho, guy. Jericho, Rey Mysterio. Ric Flair DDP. wasn't a WWE guy. D- well, hold on. Ric Flair's different. Okay. He is NWA. He came to the WWE. You had Hulk Hogan, I knew who Scott that was. Ric Flair, got- and Roddy Piper. That's what you he doesn't- had. Hold on. DDP doesn't count. DDP doesn't count. He came and didn't work. He didn't work in the WWE. He was there for like a year. So most of the show was Razor Ramon, Big Daddy Cold Diesel, 
uh, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair was in the WWE in 92. So that to me counts as a WWE guy. You know, it was a WWE show. You got Mr. Perfect. You know, it was it was cool. It, 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 it was almost, you know what? I don't even feel that bad. It was almost like watching a whole bunch of WWE guys on another program wrestling. So, yeah, I give it to 1999 WCW. Uh, Super Summer Brawl? Summer Super Brawl. Super Brawl. Super Brawl. WCW. Summer, yeah, Summer Brawl in February. Summer, summer ball, Brawl in the Oh, yeah, Christmas in this, February. Or March or whatever, yeah. Okay, yeah, and that brings us to our next show, uh, which is going to be our big one, uh, our WrestleMania show. It's going to be episode four for us. And we have decided to do a little bit of a change up here. Uh, instead, of, instead of covering WrestleMania 15 and doing the standard 20-year back and forth, we're going to go back even further. We kind of touched on this in the intro. We're going to go back to WrestleMania in 1994, which is WrestleMania 10, one of the most iconic WrestleManias of all time. Uh, you know, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, the first ever ladder match on pay-per-view. Owen Hart, uh, Brett. Owen Hart, yeah, Bret Owen Hart, Bret Hart, uh, Bret, you know, Yokozuna. Oh, shoot. Just, it's going to be a really, really good time. I'm super pumped about it. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at uh, kfabe.com. That's kfabe, C-O-M. Give us a follow. Um, and you know what? If you're enjoying the show, be sure to give us a uh, five-star rating and a review. Uh, if you got any input for us, um, if you want to kind of contribute, if you think you've got some cool ways to make the show better send us an email to kfabecomparisons at gmail.com they will be viewed and taken seriously for all you silly turds out there mm. yeah it's yeah. gonna be a good time oh yeah so Cass how you feeling man episode 3 what'd you, what'd you feel did you think we did a good job uh, covering Super Bowl 99 and I, Fast Life I think, 2019 I think we did a fantastic job I was surprised about the whole thing I can't wait for Wrestlemania 10 and and WrestleMania 2019. It's going to be amazing. Let's go and do it. Let's do it, man. We're out. Peace.